When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Fantasy Football NFL Week 4. We got a big show. Let's get to it right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. In the backfield, Latavius Murray. Huntley takes the shotgun snap. Back to pass. Let's. The ball got stripped away. In the air. The Browns fight for the ball. And it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's going to score. Touchdown. It's going to be sick. Well, and let's hope that Miles Garrett, that Browns defense, gets after those rappers. Go get them. Browns versus Ravens. We'll tee up that in just a couple seconds, and then bring in my buddy Show Ali to go over all the start, sits, news, notes, injuries, and there are a lot of moving parts for week four in the National Football League. London game on right now. Hopefully you set your lineups ahead of that. Make sure you get us on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Instagram and TikTok, at AndyMCSports. Get your fantasy football questions in using hashtag AskAndy. Comments on the Browns as well. Comment section here live. Share the notifications. Let's get the questions going. we got a bunch coming in, so we'll hit those up in a little bit. But let's get to them. Back from Cleveland, right? Had an amazing time there. Had a Browns win. Let's hope to carry that in because after this week, the Browns are on the bye, and then you get ready for San Francisco. And this is a huge game from a few different aspects for the Browns. One, you, you win this game, you go to 3-1 and one on the bye. That, that's great through first four games. But also, you're then 2-1 and one in the division. And this division is shaping up as we thought, that it is going to be close, tight, and it could come down to tiebreakers. It could come down to division tiebreakers, so you need that. Now, for the Browns, some good news. I'm going to pull up my little notes here. Injuries. Surprise, surprise. Guess who's not playing for the Ravens? Guess. Odell Beckham Jr. Who could have thought that old OBJ, who hasn't been relevant since Barack Obama was president, like I've said before, for real, everyone hypes up a why. Well, I keep telling you, I tell you every year, I tell you every year, OBJ, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. I don't understand why everyone's all excited for. Okay, there we go. We're back. See, OBJ's dad got me. His dad was was getting in there. I was dumping on OBJ and he jumped, he jumped in there to edit like he hosed over Baker. Anyway. OBJ wasn't going to be fantasy relevant anyway. Real life wise, he's going to pop sometimes, but ankle, he's out for the Ravens. Rashad Bateman, hamstring, he's out for the Ravens. So now Lamar Jackson, who again, is he the best pass to the football? Inconsistent, we know this, but you're without two targets there. You're also on defense, Ed Rushers, Odafi away, and David Ojabu, ankle, knee, and ankle out. Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback with his foot, also out. So you're missing a lot of key components. And on the offensive line, Ronnie Stanley, he's questionable with a knee, and he didn't play last week. So you're really banged up if you're the Ravens. However, you still have Mark Andrews. Historically, the Browns have been terrible covering tight ends, and Mark Andrews has been a game changer. And Zay Flowers. So with those deficiencies and a banged-up offensive line, I suspect Lamar Jackson, really the game plan, we get the ball out of your hand as quick as possible. And that can beat his eight flowers on a little slant. That can beat a Mark Andrews over the middle. This is going to be a big game for JOK, for the Browns. They drafted him in part specifically to go after Lamar Jackson. And remember, uh, what was it, last year, a couple years ago, when JOK injured Lamar Jackson in the game. You have JOK to spy, to track, to follow. So Flowers and Andrews are the ones to watch the backfield. It's just going to be a hodgepodge goal line, Gus Edwards. But other than that, you're good. Now, for the Browns, okay, we know Deshaun Watson, you've been reading it all week. Deshaun Watson, injured right shoulder, set a contusion, hasn't thrown much. And David Njoku, 
Glad he's okay. But these players, did you guys see this? He, he started a fire pit and burned his arm and, and face. So much so that they have to test if he can comfortably wear his helmet because of the burns on his face. At least it wasn't the, who was it, who blew his fingers off at the uh, the fireworks. Like, my goodness. So David and Joko will see. Um, I got a hunch, though. Deshaun Watson's super tough. We know he's played through collapsed lungs, broken ribs, all that. I bet, I don't know if there's a prop for this with our buddies on DraftKings Sportsbook, but like first pass of the game, first play, I bet Deshaun Watson, because of all the shoulder talk all week, that they line up first play, he airs it out deep. Goes deep to like Marquise Goodwin or Amari Cooper and just chucks it. If you see Marquise Goodwin on the field first play, book it. I think they just go because they've been trying to draw in the Ravens uh, with that injured shoulder. Not that it's not hurt, but I would suspect they chuck it downfield. That's my prediction. What do you think the Browns' first play is going to be? You can hit me up on social media there. So uh, we'll do that. And Nick Chubb, obviously other news, repaired the MCL. Will need another surgery to go back in to repair the ACL. And it's still a little hazy on what the severity of the ACL is. And I think that's what they have to determine. Is it a partial tear, strain, full tear, they said it looks like he's, he will be back at some point during the 2024 season, which is a downgrade from last week where it looked like just the MCL and he'd be back in like May. So that's what we have to really hope the second surgery. It's not too bad and that um, Chubb can get back. Still not as catastrophic as it once seemed, but there you go. My prediction for this game for the Browns is uh, I'm going 24-19 Cleveland. 24-19 Cleveland. Leave your comments on what you think the Browns-Ravens score is going to be, your fantasy football questions. And again, get us on all social media. So we got the Browns-Ravens there. Now there is a lot of moving parts when it comes to fantasy football. We're going to get to your start, sits, news, notes, hashtag Ask Andy, give you our picks as well. Let's bring in my guy, my buddy, Show Ali, back to the program. Show, how are you, sir? Good, Andy. I see you uh, survived your trip to Cleveland. I did. did. Did you see? I, I start bashing Odell Beckham Jr. And his dad, he pops in, get, hacks the computer. <laughs> typical. Sure. Typical. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of, uh, you were mentioning the David Njoku like, fire pit incident, which was wild. And you're yeah. right. Like They waited to see if he could put his helmet on, which is kind of insane. I know he wants to play. It was Jason Pierre-Paul, who was the guy who, who uh, had the fireworks, who blew his right finger off or something. So... I mean, hey, that guy went on to win two Super Bowls. So, I mean, clearly you can you can overcome all sorts of things. They did because remember they like wrapped his fit. It was like a club. Yeah, and then they had to like check it because they're like, this guy's using like a, <laughs> it's like a metal like like you can just smash people with it. My goodness. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, some injury news and notes we'll get to. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air though. The game going on right now, end of the first, Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Falcons uh, in London. Jags up 7-0. But the Toy Story game, I haven't really seen any of it, but it's like a – so they have the, the players as Toy Story characters running around, right? Yeah, so essentially it is – there's some kind of technology they're using that like essentially overlays – what you would see on the field and i guess it's the way the easiest way i can explain it as to what it looks like if you haven't seen it is imagine like those you know those stubby like they're funko pop almost esque uh, show like yeah. toys like baker funko yeah 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 so it's like they look like funko pops that like actually run around and move and except if you were watching funko pops play madden that's kind of what it looks like because the the view is not the sideline view the view is like from behind the quarterback as if oh. you were the camera watching like the quarterback's back throw a pass to the receiver or the running back or whatever. So it actually looks very much like Madden, just instead of realistic people, they look like kind of chibi Funko Pops, which is kind of funny. It looks, yeah. looks kind of interesting. They've had a couple of uh, technical difficulties, unfortunately, because I'm sure whatever technology they're using to like overlay the, the players is not quite as uh, sharp, perhaps. But yeah, but, uh, yeah it's, it looks pretty interesting. Interesting. I just saw a little um, highlight on Adam Schefter's uh, Twitter. Yeah, that is that is kind of cool. Okay. Um, let's get to some of the uh, the injuries, news, and notes. First of all, show actually one. Apparently, so Bill's Dolphins today. That that should be phenomenal. That's be huge. Fun. 
But apparently one Bills official, they asked, like, what are you expecting for today's game? And his quote was, hopefully we hold them to under 70. <laughs> I will I will take the under on Dolphins points if it's that high uh, against the Bills. I will say they've, they've, oh. the Dolphins have played a bunch of, like, terrible teams. So this might be the best test for the – certainly for both the Bills and Dolphins, but yeah. probably for uh, AFC East supremacy. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. And when you look at this, Jalen Waddle, here's significance. Jalen Waddle back from concussion protocol. Slow start to his fantasy year. We're, we're still very early in the season, of course. But the targets have been there. And you have to think in a potential shootout when you look at matchups where they might have to be looking to score a lot, which they showed they could. Um, I feel pretty comfortable playing Jalen Waddle today. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I do wonder, the, the one... The one player I think in this game I'm I'm less bullish on is actually A Chain, like the the rookie running back, only yeah, because yeah. I wonder how much game script from that from last week's game enabled both him and Raheem Mostert to just run the ball a million times, essentially, right? Because that's, that's not because, and I'm not to say that they're they're going to be bad or anything like that. They're clearly very talented, but. I mean, they, they got up early on the Broncos. The Broncos showed little to no fight, and it was like 28 nothing or 24-3 to or whatever it was when they started handing the ball off, and then those guys were taking like 20 runs for the rest of the game. I so I, uh, I I am less bullish on the run game just because the Bills do have a very good rush defense. But Jalen Waddle, I mean, they last year what they did a lot often is they would dump the ball off to Waddle in, in short space, then he yeah. would use his blazing speed to just get wherever he wanted to on the field. And when your teammate is Tyree Kill doing the same thing, essentially, without the ball in his hands, it probably helps uh, someone like Tua. Yeah, it, it does. And boy, I just couldn't believe, showed that game last week where you had not one, but two Al Bundy games, two, <laughs> four touchdowns in one game games. Like that was, what a, a indictment on the Denver Broncos organization. And Sean Payne, who just looks like a total fool. Like Nathaniel Hackett sucks. It's like, Bro, you just let up the second most points in a game in NFL history. Hackett didn't even do that. Yeah, the, the Broncos, boy, oh. they look like something's <laughs> something's wrong there, right? Like I, yeah. I it might honestly simply be that Russell Wilson is past his prime. And I mean that that hits you quick, right? But boy, it's yeah. uh it's kind of unfortunate to see from a defensive standpoint because it wasn't that long ago the Broncos had what, what one of the best defenses in the NFL. But sure. I guess this these kinds of things hit you fast, right? Yeah, they, they tapped out. And that's the most concerning, not the 70 points, but that the defense gave up. Yeah. And that's why they were able to run forever. So Dolphins, yeah, I'm with you on a Shane because you still have, let's make no mistake about it. This is still a full-blown committee. It could be Moser, it could be a Shane. Now, we would think because you drafted a Shane and moving up that eventually he should right. take the upper hand on that. But right now, until we see it, we don't know. So it still could be well, a bit of a muddle. Too, like no running back who has ever had the physical profile of a Shane has ever had long-term success in the NFL. And, I, and it's hmm. not that he has, he is poor or anything. It's just, he is a, he's a shorter guy. He's a little skinnier. He is, yeah. I mean, he's kind of like a scat back. He's not quite like Derrick Henry, for example, or even Bijan, for example, who's playing right now for the for the Falcons in London. But it's just for guys who have that physical size, which for him is a little smaller. Yeah. Very few of them have gone on to have like really successful NFL careers over like a as as the bell cow, for example. So I just don't yes. think you can necessarily count on like multiple touchdowns and twenty plus touches for a chain like. Every single week, essentially, especially with Jeff Wilson Jr. apparently on the on the mend and soon on the way back. Not oh, today, boy. but very soon he'll be inserted in that into that committee, and it'll be even more of a committee. Maybe this is a time for uh, for fantasy players to show. If you have a shame, maybe it's a, a sell high time. Sure, right? You know, especially with Wilson coming back. And I'm looking here. You're right, five nine one eighty eight. Now the height isn't as concerning because we have we've seen five nine guys, but they weigh like two ten, and their thighs right. are the size of a tree and and then you get the motor but yeah for for a bell cow you you're not going to want with him that size going in between the tackles you're going to want him rolling out or, or pass catching so that's a good point and maybe a sell time a uh, high time for them for the bills i think you know, it's the usual suspects right you alan Diggs, and i'm not i'm not overly interested in, in too much too much else out of buffalo I think the only one, and you guys, you and I have talked about Dalton Kincaid a couple of times. Yeah. I only mention Kincaid because every single week, this is true, Andy, is that 
if you don't have a top tight end and you're scrambling for even like five points or six <laughs> points out of your tight end, five to six points like on a oh weekly basis is probably good enough to make you like the fifth best tight end oh. in all of fantasy football by the so end of depressing. the season. If you average five to six points, you're probably one of the more consistent producers of fantasy points in, in the sport. So Dalton Kincaid has like largely done that for you. And I know it's kind of a lot lost because Sam Laporta has looked so good for Detroit, but he is also having a very good rookie season in terms of like, yeah. X amount of targets as a rookie for a tight end. So they're clearly using him. He's a better option than like Dawson Knox, for example. So he's Definitely. probably rostered in most leagues or or maybe if he's available, it might not be a bad pickup if you're someone who doesn't have, I don't know, like Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Even some of the other top tight ends like Dallas Goddard has not exactly uh, impressed as much as we thought he would have. So no. he might not be a bad like third option depending if you're streaming tight ends, for example. One other tight end, if we stick with that narrative for a sec, um, Donald Parnum Jr. for the Chargers. Earlier in the week was 1% owned. I'm sure that's jumped up versus the Raiders. But it is, again, like your your stereotypical TD dependent. He scored two touchdowns on two passes to him for a total show of four yards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. But, But if we go to that game, you have... For the Chargers, Mike Williams out, no surprise there. And so, you know, but you still have Gerald Everett. So, but but then you look at it from the, the lens of Herbert is looking for Pernum in the end zone. Yeah. So again, is it is it foolproof? No, but you know, you might be something where I'll, I'll take a a shot at Parnum getting a touchdown and like two, three catches to get me maybe to 10 fantasy points. Sure. Or, or like, or you know, you play it safe and go the higher floor of like five with Kincaid, and that's still better than a lot of guys. I, I we're mess. we're kind of past this now, but and he he went into concussion protocol. But going forward from the Thursday nighter for the Packers, Jordan Love did seem mm-hmm. to have a connection with Luke Musgrave. So, and again, he he got knocked out early and he didn't play, so that was a bit of a bust. If you played him, obviously on Thursday, but going forward. Once he is out of concussion protocol, I, I Luke Musgrave might also not be a bad rookie tight end play. It's, you don't often have a lot of production from rookie tight ends, so it's not a bad. No. Uh, not somewhere if you're struggling to find production, you might not might not find as many good spots to find it. So those might be some some good like backup options. Yeah, very rare year where you have not one but two potentially rookie yeah. tight ends being fantasy relevant. Want to mention this as well, show. Um, if you're outside the U.S. in Canada or elsewhere internationally, you can check your local listings there. The All Elite Wrestling, the AW Wrestle Dream pay-per-view is tonight's show. It's tonight. Okay. You can get it on Fight TV if you're in Canada. Um, I can't I can't wait to see this. This is going to be a, a fun one. So our friends at Fight TV, I just want to mention that. If you're watching Canada or outside the U.S., Fight TV, AEW, Wrestle Dream tonight. So very much looking forward to that. Um, sticking with that game, the Chargers and Raiders. So we mentioned Parnham. What do you, here, here's one of the bigger disappointments. So Austin Eckler has been out. He's been injured. Um, he's a, a doubtful for today. But Joshua Kelly, it, a lot of people grabbed him as the backup, as the handcuff. And man, like he, he just really hasn't delivered, has he? He's been very disappointing over, well, from last week anyway. Yeah, they haven't. They just haven't given him the ball a lot. No. And then when he has gotten the ball, it's like two yards in a cloud of dust, essentially, right? He has yeah. not been very productive on the on the ground. But I, I do I, I think this is probably the last week you'll be able to actually start Kelly because I think the Chargers are on their bye coming up as well. Five, and then yeah. afterwards Austin Eckler will probably be back. So knowing that I I would still start Joshua Kelly because on the other hand the Raiders are going to be without Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not going to play today. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I saw some reports that uh, Aiden O'Connell is yep. going to be starting over Brian Hoyer, which I guess makes sense. I think we all know what's, what Brian Hoyer is at this point of his career. He's a, he's a career backup, and yep. that is correct, I think, for like five or six different teams. Uh, and he's obviously played with Josh McDaniels a num- for a number of years, uh, in certainly in both Houston and in, in New England. But yep. Uh, you look at Aiden O'Connell and no, not really knowing what you're going to get. And the Chargers defense is going to have a lot of a lot of guys out like Joey Bosa and so on. So this could be a higher scoring game, but they might want to grind the clock a little bit. And uh, no Mike Williams, he's done for the season, tore his ACL. Yeah, so 
I don't know. I, I think this is probably the last week I would feel comfortable starting Joshua Kelly. I, For full disclosure, I have him in a couple of, of leagues, Andy, and I'm starting right. him in both. I'm starting him in both. I, mainly because you have he might to. not have any better options, but Kelly is the lead back on a high-powered offense, and chances are they'll use him a little better this week. Well, and you look at, you mentioned Aiden O'Connell, fourth-round pick, rookie. Brian Hoyer, I read show, his last win as a starter was in 2016. So the Raiders, I guess, are like, well, let's roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably for the best. Let's see what happens. And, and you know what? At worst case, O'Connell gets injured. At least you know Hoyer can be a competent. He, he's played. He can distribute. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to have somebody who's uh, rattled by the bright lights or something like that. So um, for the Chargers, if you're looking for guys to pick up, again, earlier in the week, 5% roster was Joshua Palmer, Canadian. We've talked about him before. And there are two... Two options you could go with Mike Williams out. Josh Palmer or the rookie Quentin Johnson, who was 33% owned earlier in the week. And I think show it depends on sort of that, that risk reward area that we talk about each week. And that is Joshua Palmer's floor is higher, but Quentin Johnson's ceiling is higher, but a bit more boom or bust. Because last week we saw Palmer's target share jump from five to seven week over week and had a touchdown. So again, that familiarity is in the offense. But you could easily have Quentin Johnson getting a, a rhythm with with Herbert because he's the more explosive athlete. And they also drafted Quentin Johnston yeah. quite highly too, right? So whenever I whenever I'm in doubt, I always tend to look at the draft capital. It doesn't necessarily mean that he will he will directly translate into touchdowns, but I mean, you know, you know, they're going to want to get their highly prized rookie mm-hmm. uh, as, as many touches as humanly possible. And also, Quentin Johnson's a big boy. He's like a tall dude. He's very broad. He, uh, funnily enough, he reminds me of Mike Williams, which is kind of so. I, yeah. I almost feel Cover like replacement. Exactly. So he could maybe occupy that same role. And in the moment, they perhaps did not have a lot of packages installed for him, or they did not necessarily have a lot of plays designed with Quentin Johnston in mind, which is why he hasn't played a ton, because Mike Williams has been very good right up until he got injured. So uh, knowing that Keenan Allen, who's really turned back the clock, he's looked great. Uh, You're starting him like week in and week out at this point. He is a slam dunk lock for your lineup every single week. But after Keenan Allen, like I wouldn't mind taking a chance on Quentin Johnson, but uh, you know, I don't think you have to expect anything more than like a WR three or even flex numbers from Johnston. If you do start him. Yeah. And those two, especially Palmer could be a real nice DFS play. If yeah. you're popping some salary wise, ownership wise, and a lot of meat in this Raiders Chargers game. I'll go back to this. We talked about Aiden O'Connell, but Josh, a uh, uh, show. I think this could be a huge game for Josh Jacobs, who slow start to the year, finally reached double digits uh, fantasy points against the Steelers last week. But the Chargers defense, you mentioned the guys out. Chargers defense has allowed 450.7 yards per game this year. That defense with all those injuries is banged up. And with a rookie quarterback, what's a great security blanket? Hand it to the running back or quick toss to the running back. Jacobs can catch. He can run. This could be a get right game for Jacobs. Well, I mean, you got to remember too, Jacobs, what, he touched the ball like 400 times last year. I, like, I yeah. legitimately think he had like a 400 carry season or at least touched the ball overall 400 times. And then he did not report to training camp because mm-hmm. of the dispute, right? The contract dispute. So it's probably like a mix of both those things, Andy, that has contributed to his slow start to the year. But hey, you're right. I mean, you're rookie quarterback. You got to hand it off at some point. You got to think that the Chargers know that the, the biggest weapon for the Raiders for Aiden O'Connell is some guy named Devontae Adams. So, I mean, yeah. they're not going to be letting Adams, you would hope, run free in the secondary. So if Adams, I mean, you're still starting him, but if Adams is going to be guarded for a large chunk of this game, then yeah, I mean, you might, you might see Josh Jacobs hand it off. It's just Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive guy. And the Chargers defense has been absolutely <laughs> atrocious. So, I mean, I if, if you're talking about like hot seats, maybe a Brandon Staley alongside like the guys in Chicago, or oh. on that hot seat, but uh, boy, I mean, he's going to be coaching like his like his job depends on it, and it, it probably does. Boy, well, let's you know what? Let's go to that Bears game. You mentioned Chicago and the Broncos. I don't think we have to spend too long on this show because this, as exciting as a Bills Dolphins or the intrigue with all the moving parts in the Chargers Raiders, this game has so little interest to me. Like Broncos Bears, both teams zero and three. Both teams look horrendous. See, Andy, here's the thing. Like, oh. you're not wrong. These teams look awful. But at the same time, would it 
like if this ended up being like a 45-42 shootout, you I would you wouldn't be all that surprised because both these teams are atrocious. They're ba- and you know what? That's a good point. Because this I wonder where okay, so the over-under on point set is 46 and a half. Okay. I could see this thing being one of two extremes and not a middle. To your point, like a all right, let's just air it out and things get nuts, or something horrible, like a 13-10. <laughs> bore fast right like that wouldn't surprise me either where it just sucks like right like it could go either way here ah man like are are you playing russell wilson like oh my gosh sutton has still produced you got williams and pierre at the bears like justin fields i guess in a just pure fantasy for some uh, you know because he can run but there's just not a lot of meat on the bones of these two teams right now i i would i would feel okay starting DJ Moore for the Bears, uh, and I—that's probably it from the position players outside of Justin Fields because Khalil Herbert has not been a very good uh, option. No, I don't even really think any any fault of his own. They just don't seem to be using him all that much. And uh, Justin Fields is like his first, second, and third read is to run the ball apparently himself. So uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore probably the only two guys, but. On the Broncos side of things, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super bullish. I will admit on Russell Wilson, but I do think, despite that, you could probably still feel good about starting Portland Sutton yeah. and Jerry Judy, if only because the Bears' secondary is atrocious. Like it only really takes one long pass for those two guys to have a decent outing, right? That's so it. I, yeah. I would probably feel good about starting them both. Uh, Javante Williams still looks like, I mean, he doesn't look terrible, but this is also a guy who tore like every ligament in his knee last year. So I think he's still working his way back. It might be him a couple more weeks before you feel, I mean, he's been fine, but until he's putting up the numbers you saw and expected from him. Some other injury news and notes to keep an eye on today. Debo Samuel listed as questionable for the uh, 49ers. Rib and knee injuries is expected to play versus the Cardinals, barring any pregame setbacks. Um, Elijah Mitchell, who, who cares? He's not. Come on, Elijah. Bye. Remember when everyone spent like uh, yeah. all of their fab on Elijah Mitchell? Yeah. That was crazy. And that then was, Christian well, that, McCaffrey that was also happened. Pre, uh, Pre-Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if we look at that game, he, he, okay. I think we know for the Cardinals, it's only for me. It's only James Conner. Like that was okay. a nice win. I, I got some questions this week, show of like, could the Cardinals be going on a roll? The answer is no. No, that was it. They got their win. They uh, they shocked the Cowboys. That's fun. Good for Josh Dobbs, former Brown. But but now you're just going to get absolutely stomped into the mud by the 49ers, and I don't think it's going to be close at all. So if if I'm the Cardinals. If I'm looking at Cardinals to play, it's probably only James Conner because you can run, he can catch a little bit. And outside of that, man, like I just think it's going to be a 49ers feast day with the usual suspects. I don't know if Kittle's going to play, though. Let me check if Kittle's playing. But wh- where do you fall on, on Marquise Brown? Because Joshua Dobbs has been feeding him, and Zach Ertz finally took a little bit of a tumble mm. last week. I mean, he still had like five or six points or whatever, which again is not terrible for a tight end. But when you look at Marquise Brown, like Joshua Dobbs was targeting him all the time. I I, I don't hate the idea of starting Marquise Brown, even against the 49ers, if you can start him as your flex, right? Like if if he's your flex player, I think that's fine. Like if you're, if you're relying on him to provide you with like WR2 numbers, then you might be out of luck, but because the 49ers defense, especially now that the Cowboys lost Trevon Diggs for the year, uh, the 49ers defense probably is the best defense in the NFC. Like pr- I would probably think so. Yeah. They know just as well as we do that Marquise Brown is a speedster and they don't want to let you let him beat you. But at the same time, he is proven to be a little more effective in those like short and intermediate routes as well. So again, if, if you're starting him as, as your flex, I don't hate it, but I mean, you might have better options, but he's, you're right. Apart from him, Connor is the only guy really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that as the flex yet. Uh, targets the last two games for Brown, 10 and 7 with a touchdown yeah. in each. But he does have a thumb injury, is expected to play. And we know a thumb is important to catching the ball. But <laughs> but there might not be that many options. And especially, yeah, like Josh Dobbs is not going to be heaving it 50 yards down the field. He's going to look for short options. So that's where the Ertz, the Brown, the Connors come in there. Um, Kittle is playing today, by the way. I looked it up just to... You never know with old old Georgie, right? You know, he might uh, <laughs> he's either in or he's out, and, and that's you can never really rely on him full time. 
we move on to the Bengals versus Titans, and we'll get your fantasy football questions in as well, folks. So make sure you're jumping in the in the chat there. Um, I'm just gonna pull this up there, okay? Um, and we'll answer that a little bit later on on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SNSLE at SickPodBrowns. Get that in there. But we look at this game and show. I saw the Tennessee Titans up close and personal last week. Oh boy, that Not team. Good, Dude, that team is in trouble, like a lot, a lot. The offensive line, they had like four new offensive linemen. One of them was, and then one of the new guys was out with a backup, and Derrick Henry couldn't go anywhere. Tannehill, that dude's toast. It's He's Miami Ryan again. There's no Tannehill thrill. Um, for me, against the Bengals, not as daunting as the Browns. Did you see show? The video of like Miles Garrett just getting up and toying like a dog with like an injured animal, just like flipping it around, getting up, walking, the two Titans bouncing into each other. And then he just walks to the other side and they had to call a timeout. It was so funny. It was pretty great. I did. I actually did see that highlight. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that was that was fun live Um, for the Titans. Like Derrick Henry, like I, I'm, I have um, DeAndre Hopkins on one of my teams and I'm benching him. I, I can't I can't do it right now. Yeah, so. Against the Bengals, I yeah, I don't know the Titans. Like, how many of the skill position players outside of Derrick Henry can you even really start? Like, none of them, I would say, right? No. Until until you see a little bit more, and even then, you have to expect a little bit less from Derrick Henry. I also kind of want okay. Certainly, the offensive line issues and the shuffling on the OL is going to cause any running back issues and any quarterback issues, no matter who you are. But at the same time, I wonder if the just gargantuan amount of carries for Derrick Henry is starting to catch up to him, like to a certain extent, right? I mean, this is still a guy who has like a steel plate in his foot and, and he's touched the ball a bazillion times each of the last four years. So I, I do somewhat wonder if it's starting to, uh, you know, the shelf life for Derrick Henry is starting to get closer to its uh, best buy date. But I mean, obviously it's still Derrick Henry. You start him until you, until literally the wheels fall off. Yeah. He's probably the only guy. It's funny for the on the Bengals side of things. I I don't know. They've looked so discombobulated. And I and I, at one point, you know, when when your quarterback has a calf injury yeah. and he plays through a calf injury, it's probably not going to help a lot. And I, my worry for Joe Burrow is kind of like what happened to RG three, right? RG three had the calf injury, and then he kind of like pushed it and pushed it and pushed it, and then he ended up tearing his Achilles, and he was never the same, right? So yeah. I think uh, Joe Burrow. I, I mean, he played through it last week. It certainly looks like they feel better about it this week because he's going to play. But, I mean, he's not looked right. And because he has not looked right, your investments of T. Higgins and certainly Jamar Chase has not uh, probably paid as many dividends as you would have liked, right? No, no. And the one thing I know we talk about the Titans, it's like, oh, start everyone, you'd think. But their run defense is stout. It so is. Before last week, they had they were um, I think had given up like the fewest rushing yards or something like that. Like it's it's legit. So play Joe Mixon, but just keep that in mind yeah. when that's happening. And Joe, to your point of Joe Burrow, like with those soft tissue injuries at this point, there's a real case that he doesn't he isn't right the whole year. Like there's no time yeah. to really outside of the bye week heal that up, right? So you're kind of like you're still gonna play Joe Burrow because even his numbers he's put up are still like like 19 fantasy points. Like it's not horrible, but it's just not where you were expecting where you took him. Well, see, I, I, for example, I have to get, to give you what my, uh, where my thought process is. I have Burrow in a super flex league and my other two QBs were Jordan Love and Anthony Richardson. And so I almost felt like going with the upside. It almost backfired with, for me on, with Love on Thursday, but thankfully he salvaged it with a rushing TD at the very, <laughs> at the very end of the game. But with uh, with those two, I must feel like it might be better to get some upside until I am convinced that Joe Burrow is going to look better. Now on the on the flip side, kind of to what you were saying, Titans run defense great, but it essentially means that the way to beat the Titans is through throwing the ball. It, like it's like yeah. everything is funneled to the Titans pass defense, and unfortunately for the Tennessee Titans, uh, their pass defense is god awful. So yeah. <laughs> so you probably feel okay about starting. Joe Burrow because you know if Jamar Chase and T Higgins and a bunch of these other guys are running wild out there I mean there are not a lot of guys in the tight secondary that can stop them so you probably are starting all three of them no you're right and you can jump in the, the live chat here as well we got our guy Rick says T Wolf in the house welcome to Thunderwolf. he's back 
Uh, yeah, Rick was saying in our earlier conversation on the Chargers, Palmer is the safe pick right now. I agree on uh, taking over for Mike Williams and that little bump up there. So you can jump in the live chat, get us on social media at AndyMCD1, at SNS Ali, at SickPodBrowns. Use hashtag AskAndy. Get your fantasy football questions in. Let's move on to Rams versus Colts. And the Colts are another team show. They shocked the Ravens last week. That is a deceiving two and one team. Um, and I have to say though, Anthony Richardson has been has been pretty fun to watch. He's going to be uh, he's coming off that concussion, and so you know against a Rams team like that's we're looking at the Rams as one point favorites. That's a game where I wouldn't necessarily want to bet on, but I think there are definitely some pieces to use fantasy wise on both these teams. Oh yeah, I think when it when it comes to the Colts, you can definitely start Anthony Richardson. He has practiced, I think, in full every day this week, which is usually a good sign. And I think a lot of the reporters were saying he was almost definitely playing anyway. Yeah, he's so, in. They said, yeah. So, so there you go. So I think I think you start Anthony Richardson because of the upside he brings with his legs. He kind of reminds me of like a mix between like Big Ben to one end and then like Cam Newton yeah. on the other side, right? Like he Huge just he's such a he's a physical like massive human being, physical specimen. He's super athletic. And uh, we talked about this after week one, but for a guy who has been labeled as raw, he has looked far less raw than I thought he would. Honestly, like he's been able to get the ball to Michael Pittman pretty effectively. Uh, Zach Moss has looked good, albeit both with him and uh, Gardner Minshew under center. So yeah, I think you could probably start all three of those guys, Richardson, Moss, Pittman because he has looked much better than I thought in basically every aspect of the game. The the Colts have been a lot more fantasy relevant than I anticipated. Yeah. How about Zach Moss, who really show like out of Buffalo? Zach Moss was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> the guy, incredible, twenty plus fantasy points back to back weeks, hundred twenty two and thirty carries last week and catches a couple balls. He's been phenomenal, like out of I nowhere. Would- no one would have predicted that. I would probably downgrade him a teensy bit with Richardson just because we know mm. Richardson runs the ball yeah. himself. And where in last week when Richardson went out or, or did not play, pardon me, and Gardner Minshew played, Gardner Minshew is not taking off and running. I mean, he's a mobile guy, but he's not taking off not and running teams, like Anthony Richardson would, right? So probably a little bit more carries for Zach Moss than otherwise, but still, I certainly still playable because he has been phenomenal. And then show the very weird fantasy football team known as the LA Rams where it wasn't Cooper cup wasn't Tyler Higby. It's been Puka and Tutu and Kyron Williams all year. It's still weird. And I'm still kind of waiting for things to fall apart or come back down to normal, but Puka and Tutu are two must starts each week. And although he had a down week last week, Kyron Williams is still going to get the, the bulk of the carries there. So those are the three, Three you go with on that. And I think Matt Matt Stafford, you know, he's because he doesn't move. It's always kind of that risk of if he doesn't throw three touchdowns, it's not going to be a great day. But those other three, like, you can kind of lock and load them right now. Yeah, I think you can definitely start all three of those guys, right? Because Tutu, it's still kind of wild that Tutu Atwell has gone from being like a largely a special teams player over the past like, couple of years to suddenly being like a breakout fantasy relevant wide yeah. receiver, which is kind of nuts to me. But yeah, I would I would certainly start Tutu Atwell and Puka. Both of those guys, I'm still ranking them in like the WR3 range, mainly because you probably got them off of waivers well, sure. for, like, for virtually nothing, I'm guessing, right? So uh, those guys for sure are worth starts. Kyron Williams has gotten so many touches that – you know, like there, there are just so few running backs, Andy, that get the amount of touches that Kyron Williams does. Like there are probably like what two or three running backs in the rest of the NFL who touch the ball as much as he does from a solely from a running back perspective. So yeah. until that changes, even if he did have a down week last week, until it changes, you got to start him every week. Right. And I mean, maybe the equation changes when Cooper Cup returns, but we're not like that close to him returning. So we'll have to. I know, I know, he's eligible to come off the IR next week, but. We'll have to see how the practices go and so on. So he, uh, if he doesn't return right away, you might be able to ride this Puka Tutu Kyron train for a little while longer. Keep going. Why not? We'll do one more game, get to your fantasy football questions, and you can still get them in. Then we'll pop back and finish it off. Buccaneers at Saints. Baker versus Jameis Winston. Who would have thunk it, Joe? Let's go. Uh, for, for the Buccaneers, and here's the tricky thing. 
it's Baker himself is has never really been fantasy relevant as a quarterback. Now, the distribution of the ball, it's Mike Williams way up and then Chris Godwin. And I'm having trouble deciphering like, OK, how how much do I want to play Chris Godwin? Because he's getting you like 10 to 11 fantasy points. Williams is getting the rest of the touches. Evans. Yeah, well, Evans to play for sure. But like it's it's tricky versus the Saints because the Saints are a weird team and, and the Bucks as well. Like you could have this one go off the rails shootout or have it super low scoring and have a bunch of turnovers, right? It's it's very it's very strange. It's true. Like the the thing too is the Godwin situation with Baker. It, 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 I don't think that like Baker has anything against uh Chris Godwin. I don't know if uh Baker has only has breakfast with Mike Evans and not with Chris Godwin, for example. Yeah, yeah. But for, for whatever reason, the, the targets just do not seem to go Chris Godwin's way. And almost on the complete opposite end, Andy, Mike Evans is like the only guy Baker has eyes for. Rashad White has played well, but I got to say the Saints defense might be one of the better sneaky defensive units and maybe all of football, Andy. Like they, they have been very, very consistent and they're very healthy right now. We also have seen the Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans matchup a number of times over the past couple of years. So maybe it's just this this seems to me like it's it's gonna scream a lower scoring game, especially when you you look at the Saints side of things. I mean Jameis is playing, you know, he likes to just, you know, grip it and rip it down the field. But at the same time, I mean he he's just as likely to give you a seventy five yard touchdown as he is a pick six, right? So I, I mean, you're not going to not start like Chris Olave and some of these other guys. Certainly, uh, Alvin Kamara back off of suspension and is going to play today. But you're probably starting a lot of these guys. Having said that, I'm I'm still expecting, based on the quality of these defenses, uh, a lower scoring game. Yeah, and Rashad White for the uh, the Bucks. Now, show this is breaking news. Deshaun Watson will not play today. The rookie, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR, will play for the Browns. So that shoulder injury wow. that came out of nowhere midweek and looked like he was throwing a little bit. Um, he took some practice practice warm-ups. We saw that on, on Twitter. Looked like it. But two minutes ago, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reporting Deshaun Watson not able to play today. DTR is starting. And that puts a big change into that Browns-Ravens game, because now it's not Deshaun versus Lamar. It's DTR, the rookie, who looked good early in preseason. Sure. But boy, show you you now, you'd think, like if you had Nick Chubb on the team, all right, Nick Chubb day, not a, not a problem. Now you have Jerome Ford, you got Kareem Hunt back, um, you got Pierre Strong. This is interesting, because I would think you don't want um, DTR chucking it up all day against a defense that while shorthanded in the Ravens is still going to be able to throw the rookie some, uh, I'm sure, complex looks. Well, does this limit the upside of certainly Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper, I would think? And yeah, Jerome Ford. I mean, Jerome Ford probably getting started for most people, but yeah, he, he almost becomes a must start now because I got to say like Jerome Ford, in Nate Chubb's absence, has looked better than I thought he would. I'll be yes. honest. I, and yeah. I know he was a relatively week. productive runner in college as well. So maybe there the pedigree is there. I shouldn't have been so surprised. But yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. And and he looked really good as a receiver. Deshaun Watson, beautiful ball deep to the end zone. He's a bit of a smaller guy, though. So in between the tackles, not as much. He needs to get around the edge. But now you get into, from the real-life side, that yep. nice one-two punch where you can send Kareem Hunt up the middle. You can put... Uh, a Ford at the sign. Pierre Strong's a little bit. He's he's been an interesting look as well. As you were talking, I literally just in one of my fantasy leagues swapped out uh, Kyron Williams um, and benched uh, Amari Cooper. So that's my move. <laughs> I was like, well, not to say you know that he's not going to look for Amari Cooper, but that's always the question. Where I actually becomes... have in, in our league, Andy, you and I are playing each other yes. this week, and uh, yeah. that's the league I have Deshaun Watson in. So uh, Deshaun oh. Watson sitting on the bench this week, I think. Who are you putting in instead? Gosh, I, I we, well, our league is a super flex league, so yeah. uh, I forget who. Oh, you know, you know who who I already put in. I had forgotten about this. I put I put him in because I was unhappy with what Deshaun looked like last week already. So Jordan Love already played. And Lamar ah. Jackson is the other guy. So, okay. 
Okay. So we're okay. You're covered. You're covered. You're not okay though. I, I might I might not be okay. I might not be okay. Yeah, the the I got Kyron Williams in. So Amari Cooper, again, it, it's a case of always the question, who are you gonna get to replace? Now, and where does DTR look? You mentioned Elijah Moore. Um well, I would think you want the ball out quickly. If you want the ball out quickly, and Elijah Moore makes sense. You know, a Kareem Hunt makes sense. Is, is David Njoku going to play? Are you looking at the different... It really downgrades a lot of the Browns' weapons yeah. when it comes to, to uh, fantasy. How do you feel about Kareem Hunt? Because Kareem Hunt, like, I, he, I I saw that he was, like, banged up or something, so he wasn't, like, 100%. This, this seemed to be, like, a questionable tag that has followed him around virtually all week. So and yeah. I mean, he probably will play because it might just be, like, questionable old, right? Like, it might just be, like, that he has just gotten a lot of carries over the course of his career. But I, I do wonder because, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's all three of Ford, Hunt, I and Armstrong, who I actually was impressed with when he was a Patriot in a, in a very small sample size, mm-hmm. to be sure. But, I mean, you might have to deploy all three running backs at times today. I think you will, for sure. And I, I'm with you on uh, on Pierre Strong. Kareem Hunt did not carry an injury designation into the okay. game. He did have ribs and groin soreness. It was really show like he didn't have training camp, right? He was right. sitting on the – so apparently he will play. Could be a big day, and I would expect that Ravens defense crowding the line of scrimmage uh, – to, to force DTR either to run himself or try throwing it downfield. Okay, you know what? Let's get to some fantasy football questions here. Let's pull it up with Ask Andy. Let's do it. Let's see what we got. I'm going to get this ready here as well. Uh, and we'll get the tweets going here. We got some coming in. Um, okay, while we look to pull those up, I got one from Pedro at Pedro in Calgary. It says, uh, a Shane. Brita or Zay Flowers for a non-PPR flex today. Worried that Shane was a fluke last week. Breda has a good matchup, but Barkley could be back and it's Monday Night Football. Flowers gets yard, but hasn't hit Pater yet. Plus tough matchup. Hashtag Ask Andy. For me, show, uh, we talked about Shane and it being still committee. Breda, I'm not biting. And Zay Flowers has gotten the ball a lot. Non-PPR spooks me a little bit from him. PPR for sure. I'd still probably go with Zay Flowers. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this too. I, I think I would also go with Flowers. A chain, I, I want to see a little bit more from him just in a more normal game script game uh, before I put him in there. Uh, and then, yeah, for Breda, I know Barkley is not going to play, obviously, but uh, you know they only handed the ball to Breda like what, five times last mm-hmm. week. So uh, you got to see that a little bit more from that. I know he scored, but I don't know how... Like that, his day was essentially salvaged by that touchdown. Otherwise, you would have like been screaming at your your fantasy lineup. So yeah, and you know what the the Ravens staff has been very complimentary of Zay yeah. Flowers. Like even with Mark Andrews back, he he did still get a lot of targets. So he he is a part of their game plan. Like unless he is injured, I think you got to start him. Maybe not every week, but. I mean, you're you're probably closer to starting Zay Flowers over most guys just because he gets a lot of targets from Lamar Jackson. Like he clearly has Lamar's trust, which is always a good thing, right? Yeah, especially in PPR. Yes. Uh, let's see. What we got from at Shea ten sixty one Hopkins or Godwin in the flex today PPR league. Oh, oh boy, gosh. boy, this is this is the eleven <laughs> point special here show. This is the eleven point special. That's you know, ah boy. Matchup wise, I think I gotta go Godwin. Like having seen the Titans in person last week, show like I got no confidence. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just I'm so worried about like the injury stuff for Hopkins, right? Yeah. I just like one misstep feels like it will he'll be put on the shelf for a couple of weeks. Godwin obviously is healthy, but he hasn't seen the targets. You know what? Ah, it's just so close because. The Saints defense kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I I will go Godwin because I wonder how much Mike Evans will end up seeing Marshawn Lattimore on defense, and if that's the case, then maybe Baker is forced to go to Chris Godwin a little bit more. So I'll go I'll go Godwin. That could be that could be okay. I'll go I'll go Godwin as well. That's where we'll head it. Um, let's bring up some more tweets. I think we got some visuals on some of them. Our buddy Thunderwolf. Oh, our Tutu Tutu Atwell versus Indy or Lockett versus New York. I'm going Tutu till I. I Till there's a reason not to. It's it's weird. Yeah. I'm going tutu. It's not, it's not a really a knock against Tyler Lockett. It's just that the the Seattle offense seems to through the first month of the season, Andy largely revolved around uh, 
the 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 running game. Like Kenneth Walker has looked amazing. Like he looks great. And I know he's seeded some touches here and there to Charbonnet, but you know, up outside of the run game, none of the receivers have looked that uh, like electric at least early mm-hmm. on. And I think it's just because they haven't thrown the ball a lot. So I, I'm sure they'll come around. It's not saying you don't never start Tyler Lockett again, but. Uh, for now, while the the hand is hot, I feel like you got to go two two, right? Go two two. That's it. Okay, let's bring up another one using hashtag Ask Andy on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns at SNSLE Instagram and uh, TikTok at AndyMC Sports from at SammyM71. Waddle is back. Do I start him over Thielen? Not sure how healthy he is. It's an interesting question, show because Thielen under Andy Dalton exploded last week but Bryce Young is now going to be back for Carolina and they did have a little bit of chemistry as well so that's a tricky one there I'm and Waddle coming back off concussion again it's against the Bills I think it was it's going to be a high one you have fewer like Thielen's path to getting touches I think is closer than Waddle but you know what with Bryce Young coming back I'm going to say Waddle I'm going to say Waddle here close well so also to the the question is Thielen because he was banged up. He was also banged mm. up as well. So I I kind of agree with even if he does play, I'm not sure how healthy he is. And I, I still truly believe he clearly has something left in the tank because he has been far better than expected. Like if you drafted Adam Thielen, you probably in either auction or redraft or snake rather, you probably got him for like a dollar or your final draft pick, or you picked him up for free off waivers, depending on your league. So it's not, not a huge investment versus a Jalen Waddle investment. That was probably pretty high. So yeah, I, I think, I think I will also go Jalen Waddle just because younger guy, better offense, probably going to have to air it out a little bit more against the Buffalo defense. That is far better against the run than it is in the air. So I think I will go, Jalen Waddle as well. Was that a half PPR league? I think it was. So if that's the case, yeah, then so, might, yeah. that might help a little bit for uh, for Waddle as well. Uh, in the chat here, have some questions. You can jump in live here on YouTube, Sick Podcast uh, from Trent. Morning, guys. Morning, Trent. Uh, half point PPR. How, how do you feel about Kamara today? Need to bench one. Keenan Allen, Puka, Mostert, Zach Moss, or Kamara? Also plan to start Richardson over Lamar. Right. Crazy? 187 last week. You're not crazy, Trent. I would go Richardson over Lamar against that Browns defense. If it's me, show, I it comes between Mostert and Kamara to me. I'm not benching any of the others. Um, I off of that game, that's a tough one. I'd probably say I think Kamara's probably going to get some looks, but boy, he's still new off of it. I'm going to say bench Mostert. I'll go a little dicey here. I think Kamara's okay. going to get some looks with Winston. They played together a bit. Um, but in be- it's between Mostert and Kamara to me, but I'll say bench Mostert, play Kamara. And so for me, it is probably between Mostert and Zach Moss, just because mm. again, I want to see what the touch situation is like when Anthony Richardson plays like yeah, a full yeah. game, because yeah. if you remember, I don't think he's actually played a full game in his career yet, right? He didn't play a full game in week one. He didn't play a full game in week two. He did not play in week three. And now here we are. And so each of those situations for Zach Moss, essentially like the equation is kind of incomplete because we have not seen Anthony Richardson take the field for a full, for a full game. So if that's the case, I, I might be more willing to benching Zach Moss because it kind of feels like, they're ready to give Raheem Mostert the ball in Miami, like until he gets until the wheels fall off for him too, right? Because he has had some injury history, and and uh, you can never have too many running backs for a Mike McDaniel offense. So, uh, I it's a it's a tough one, but there's no way you can bench like Keenan Allen or Puka, no, right? So no, no, no. Um, it, I think you, the question might be whether or not you just bench Kamara, honestly. But if you if you really wanted to start him today, I would bench Moss. Just uh, until we see what the uh, the Colts offense looks like with a full Anthony Ray. Like, you hope he plays a full game today. Well, that's it. Plays, then we'll have to see what it looks like. Uh, more questions in the live chat from Nathan H. Says, hi. Pick three RBs, please. Standard League. Mixon, Ford, Jay Cook, or Moss. So we just talked about Moss. Standard I'm playing. League. Yeah, I'm playing Mixon. I think with DTR in for the Browns, you're going to have to mix and match. So I think Ford is going to be busy. James Cook has been a quiet, pleasant surprise in Buffalo show, but 
that's more PPR. That's a thing. Yeah. You went standard. I'm going to say, I think you bench cook and I'm going to roll the dice with Moss, but I, I, to your previous point before I can understand where, you know, Richardson could be calling his own number a lot. Yeah. The, the argument still applies for Moss here for Nathan, but uh, James Cook, I, I'm not saying this because I think he is a bad running back by any means. I, I've actually think, thought he's looked quite good. But in a standard league, I feel like some of his value is lost, right? Because he yeah. catches a lot of passes, and he's like the outlet guy. And you know what? In uh, in Buffalo, they've worked the other running backs in a teensy bit more than perhaps we thought they would as well. So yeah. um, if, if you're not getting the extra points because of the pass catching and half or full PPR, uh, yeah, I'd probably bench James Cook in standard. And we got one more from Nathan here in the chat. Um, also, Zay Flowers or Atwell Standard League. Uh, for, for for standard PPR, I might lean Flowers, but we talked about Tutu Atwell. I'm I'm not I'm not going against Tutu until I have a reason yeah. to. That's He's putting a tough up one, actually, because well, the Browns defense has been better than we thought too, Andy. Like, oh, yeah. Certainly better than I, maybe not better than you thought, but certainly better than I thought. Yeah, and, really good. Uh, man. Really good. If that, yeah, look, they've they've looked way better. So. Uh, but, you know, still knowing that uh, the Rams are playing the Colts, if it's a standard league, you know what, I might end up going 2-2 just because Zay Flowers, like the previous texter or a tweeter had mentioned that uh, Zay Flowers has not yet found Pater, and maybe that changes this week, certainly. But if you're talking about the quality of opposing defenses, I think the Colts defense is probably worse mm. than the Browns defense, right? So. If that's the if that's the difference, because they're pretty similar, I'd probably go Tutu. Yeah, and Tutu's putting up a lot of yards too. Yeah, that's he is. the difference. Like a yeah. lot, a shockingly amount of yard amount of yards. Okay, let's get. I think we have a, a couple more tweets to pop up there uh, as well. Visually, um, let's see here. What do we got uh, from Thunderwolf here? Here's a fun one. Half PPR. Can you find a reason to fit Henry Godwin or Thielen into this lineup today? And he showed, oh, he brought it oh, in. Okay. Nice. So let's look close here. All right. Uh, Moss, Fryermuth. Now who, okay. So I'm just going to get the, uh, what he said up there. So he said, Henry. So uh, am, I, am I thinking Hunter Henry or Derek Henry? Thunderwolf. No, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, okay. Oh, there he is. Okay. I see. I see. Derek Henry. Uh, Godwin or Thielen. Let's see. Who am I? Who would I take out? Hmm. Only one might be Javante Williams in the flex. Like maybe Thielen would be my only thought of like maybe going in there. But yeah, like, put it this way. You're not benching Tyreek Hill or Keenan Allen. You're no. not doing that. You, no. you would never do that at this point. So that's set. Your wide receiver spots are set. The running back spots are a little less certain because it's Mixon and Moss. And certainly for your flex, Javante Williams so, I, I, but I do like the matchup for Javante Williams because Chicago defense is absolutely god awful. So I think you pretty much have to start Javante Williams. So that leaves Mixon and Moss. And to your point, you know, if you're if you're starting Javante Williams, you can only put a running back in because your your flex spot does not let you put another wide receiver. So the question becomes, Andy, if you agree with all of that, would you take out either Joe Mixon or Zach Moss for Derrick Henry? Right. So, and I think Derrick Henry, it's hard to bench him. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I might roll the dice and take out Joe Mixon, funnily enough, and put in Derrick Henry just because I feel like the Tennessee run defense is better than the Bengals run yeah. defense. But it's pretty close, though. It's pretty close. Um, yeah, I I think I'd personally probably leave it as is, but I, I it's not crazy to think Joe Mixon to, for a Derrick Henry swap there because of that defense. So, yeah, interesting. Great question. Uh, let's get to one more tweet here. So wrapping things up from uh, at Bent Hiff on Twitter. Hashtag Ask Andy. I got two roster spots for Nico Collins, Gabe David, well, Gabe Davis for the Bills, Gus Edwards, Jacoby Myers, or Joshua Palmer. Who you got? I For me, I'm going Josh Palmer because of we talked about with the Chargers sure. with Mike Williams out. And he's had week over week, increase in targets, touchdown last week. So I'll go Palmer. The other one against a tough Pittsburgh defense. Like I like the development of CJ Stroud, especially with Tank Dell and then Nico Collins overall, I like them a lot better after this game in Pittsburgh against a tough defense. Gabe Davis is, we know Gabe, you know, hit or miss. Gus Edwards, if it's not goal line, it's going to be tough. And your old boy, Jacoby Myers. How do you feel about Jacoby? 
boy, I would have felt a lot better about him if Aiden O'Connell wasn't starting for the Raiders yep. today. That's the tough thing. You know, I might go Gabe Davis. I'm with you on Josh Palmer. I think I might go Gabe Davis just because in the last two weeks, he has looked a little bit more consistent. Yeah. So, and, and you know what? Of all the QBs throwing the ball, he is probably like Josh Allen is probably the best QB. And that's not to knock Lamar Jackson, but of the like, throwers of the football, Josh Allen, you'll take over like probably like 99% of quarterbacks most of the time, anyways, yeah. right? So, I, uh, yeah, I think I'd probably go Gabe Davis, but. And the Miami defense, it's been good, but it's probably also not seen an offense like the Bills. And you know what? When they right. did see an offense like the Bills and the Chargers, they gave up like a bazillion points. So I might I might go Gabe Davis for this one. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be with you just because the other ones, at least the ceiling is a bit higher there. So I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. We'll go Palmer. We'll go Davis there. And we got a new, new friend on the show here. Uh, show we got from DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. So we're back. Another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook keeping us in on all the NFL action. Great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can't beat that. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. So that's not too bad. And football's, of course, more fun when you're in on the action show, right? You have the in-game plays, the prop plays. You can do that. Use sign-up code 6SPORTS. All one word, 6SPORTS to get that $200 bonus only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SICK Sports. The crown is yours. Or this week in our matchup, head to head, the crown will be mine. Hopefully. Maybe <laughs> no, I, not. I got off to a good start, Andy. I got off to a good start. You this are week. off to a good start. Both of my guys scored more than their projected points, which is, I know projections mean like precious little, like in reality, but it does always make you feel good after a Thursday nighter when your guys have more than their projected points because yeah. you feel like the world is yours. There's nothing there. that can go wrong. And then Sunday gets here and you know what happens. I, I had Sam Laporta the only Thursday night one, slightly under his projection at 9.6. Right now, Christian Kirk is going halftime. The Jags are up 17 nothing in show. He's already surpassed his oh. projected points. He's at 13.1 fantasy points. Damn. And, and our projected head-to-head, like, we're pretty much a tie. It's like 143-144 in favor of you. Look, all I know is that this is the league that I have, Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey is going to be in New York with his gal, Taylor, Taylor. Swift watching him on so i oh i'm God. gonna get the taylor swift boost this weekend uh and nothing yep. can beat that andy that's like the that's the cheat code for travis kelsey apparently that's i just can't wait until inevitably taylor swift mouths off on social media or someone tweets that she mouthed off and it brings dissension within the chiefs which will happen over under over under like we let's go midway like week nine over under when taylor swift says something to upset the chiefs like, oh my i'm taking the I, under I just, I, I don't know if you ever watched the Kelsey Brothers podcast, like the New Heights. First bit, of all, yeah. it's quite good. But it's second good. of all, they're very candid about things, including Taylor Swift. So when, I, when inevitably he and Taylor Swift break up, uh, you know, there was like that report that, uh, like, Travis Kelsey jerseys were up like 400% in terms of sales. So, hey, the Swifties, when it goes wrong, inevitably when it it ends and it goes wrong, they're going to need something to burn, right? So uh, I very very much enjoyed it so far. I wonder wonder what song, though, Taylor Swift will make about Travis Kelsey and, uh, you know, how he inevitably breaks her heart in some way. uh, It'll be number one no matter what. They're all bangers. They're all bangers. So I'm sure it'll be good. They're good. I'll I'll give you know and Bill your Bill Belichick loves Taylor Swift he's a Swifty. <laughs> that was pretty Taylor funny. Swift. I think he, did, what did he say that uh, she's the greatest catch Tra- Travis Kelsey's ever yeah. had? That's yeah, phenomenal like, line. Like what a line from Bill Belichick. It's like that's what we get Bill Belichick to be outspoken about. That's what he opens <laughs> up about. Freaking Taylor Swift. Uh, two more quick ones, boy. Show like I was really hoping they would flex Chiefs and Jets. Oh, Zach Wilson versus Mahomes doesn't hit the same as Mahomes versus Rogers, does it? Uh, it does not. No, it does not. Ooh. I, um, I'm not sure I'm that bullish on any Jets player, even Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Like you got to expect oh. like flex numbers at best from those poor two guys. So, uh, un- unfortunately, but that's, they're probably the only two guys you can start anyways. And they're probably still going to give you like less than eight points essentially. And, uh, I mean, yeah. th- it's probably the usual suspects on the, the chief side, right? It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, and that's probably it at this point. 
The running backs are too weird. They're like McCannon's going for stuff. And especially if they get up, they'll run it with, you know, Edwards, Alaire, Pacheco. They'll mix and match there. So that's. Yeah. And then the Monday night one, Seahawks, Giants. Giants one and two who look god awful. Might be getting Barkley back, but it's Monday night. So you got to be uh, weigh that in if he doesn't uh, or isn't 100%. And for the Seahawks with Geno Smith, not, not where they were last year. Um, Seahawks are one and a half point road favorites. I have Daniel Jones in our league show in the flex spot. And I was looking desperately. I was like, is there anyone on the waiver wire to replace Daniel Jones? And the answer is no. So I'm I, stuck you know, with Danny Dimes. I actually do think Daniel Jones is in for a good day. Cause he so. like, he, he might not be a good, uh, like a real life quarterback, but I actually do think he's a pretty effective fantasy quarterback, right? Even, and even like when things go poorly, he get like the legs, the rushing upside of his usually means it, it usually does pretty well. So I, I think I'm okay with starting Daniel Jones, but for the Seahawks, yeah, like the, the top fantasy asset for the, the Seahawks this season has been Kenneth Walker, like we talked about before. So outside yeah. of that, I mean, it's been kind of a, the ceiling has been lower, let's put it, for all the wide receivers. Yeah, you can go DK Metcalf. Here's Daniel Jones's fantasy output this year show. Week okay. one, 6.46 fantasy points. <laughs> Week two, 31.74 fantasy points. Week three, 4.98 fantasy points. So if we're going pattern-wise, he should right. be a 30 burger. Exactly. You're you're in you're he's due. He's due, Andy. That's how it works, yeah. right? Daniel Jones's profile pick looks like a guy who's like, he he can't believe he's getting paid what he is to play quarterback. Like, wow. Like, really? Oh hey, get God. that bag, Danny, man. $40 million. Good for you. What a, what a, wow. Good, good on him. I'm jealous. Oh my God. All right. There you go. Show Uh, I think I'll wrap it up here, man. As we get ready, the uh, Sunday game still going on third quarter, still 17, nothing just going to get underway with the Falcons there. Uh, Tell people where they can find you, get you and all that good stuff. Blue Jays in the playoffs. How about that? Yeah. SNS Ali with two L's where you can find me on, on X on social media and certainly on Instagram as well. But uh, yeah, Blue Jays in the playoffs means, um, actually, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to pack up and head down to the Rogers Center for the final game Ooh. of the regular season uh, at home. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more baseball and certainly fantasy football content coming your way. I also write some stuff for sportsnet.ca, which is always fun. Do we know the playoff date isn't released yet for the Jays, is it? Is it too early? They will play game one on Tuesday. It's just I'm not oh. sure where that game is going to be. Pretty likely it's going to be in Tampa. And if it is in Tampa, pretty likely it's going to be a day game like a 12 p.m eastern or or 2 p.m eastern or 1 p.m eastern or whatever it's going to be one of those time zones because i don't think a lot of americans want to see toronto tampa unfortunately no no and a house of horrors for the blue jays historically go jays go says thunderwolf all right that'll do it remember browns fans you got dtr in today deshaun watson will not play david and joku is going to be a game time decision all right buddy we'll talk next week yeah see you andy there you go. Show Ali. Boy, that is, uh, that's a kick in the old pants. Uh, Browns did elevate PJ Walker during the week to be um, uh, the emergency backup and now will be the actual backup right there. So, all right, we got DTR. This is a tough go against the Ravens by week next week for the Browns. So let's see. Hopefully the defense can carry them and Kevin Stefanski doesn't get too cute and DTR can rise to the occasion because it's at home. The crowd will be hot to see him. If this guy balls out, uh, the crowd is going to be red hot and could be a big momentum shift. So good luck with your fantasy team. Go Browns. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. We'll see you Tuesday. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.